Chapter 49 This chapter is about stories of Hari Kanoba, Somadev Swami, Nana Sahib Chandorkar, Palanamnari. When even the Vedas and the Puranas cannot sufficiently praise or describe Brahma or Sadguru, then how can we ignorant describe our Sadguru, Sri Sai Baba? We think that it is better for us to keep quiet in this matter. In reality, the observance of the vow of silence is the best way of praising the Sadguru. But the divine qualities of Sai Baba make us forget our vow of silence and inspires us to open our mouth. Tasteful dishes lose their taste if there is no company of friends and relatives to partake the dishes. But when they join us, the dishes acquire additional flavor. The same is the case with the Sai Lilamrit. The nectar in the form of Sai's Leelas. This nectar we cannot partake alone. Friends and brothers have to join us. The more, the better. It is Sai Baba himself who inspires these stories and gets them written as he desires. Our duty is to surrender completely to him and meditate on him. Practicing penance is better than pilgrimage, vow, sacrifice and charity. Worshipping Hari is better than penance and meditation on the Sadguru is the best of all. We have, therefore, to chant Sai's name, think over his sayings in our mind, meditate on his form, feel true love for him in our heart and do all our actions for his sake. There is no better means than this for snapping the bondage of the sansar. If we can do our duty on our part, as stated above, Sai is bound to help and liberate us. Now, we revert to the stories of this chapter. Hari Kanoba A gentleman of Mumbai named Hari Kanoba heard his friends and relatives saying Gleedas of Baba. He did not believe in them as he had a doubting mind. He wanted to see Baba himself. So he came to Shiradi with some Mumbai friends. He wore a lace-bordered turban on his head and a new pair of sandals on his feet. On seeing Baba from a distance, he thought of going to him and prostrating himself before him. He did not know what to do about his new sandals. After going to one corner in the open courtyard, he placed them there and went in the masjid and had Baba's darshan. He made a reverential bow to Baba, took Udi and Prasad from Baba and returned. When he reached the corner, he found to his utter dismay that his sandals had disappeared. He searched for them in vain and returned to his lodging very much dejected. He bathed, offered worship and naivedya and sat down for meals. But all this while he was thinking about nothing but his sandals. After finishing his meals, he came out to wash his hands. When he saw a Maratha boy coming towards him, he held in his hand a stick, at the end of which was hanging a pair of new sandals. He said to the men who had come out to wash their hands that Baba sent him with this stick in hand and asked him to go on the streets crying, 
Harika Beta, Jarika Beta. And that if anybody claims that these sandals, first assure yourself that his name is Hari and that he is the son of Ka that is Kanuba and that he wears a lace bordered turban and then give them over to him. On hearing this, Hari Kanoba was pleasantly surprised. He went ahead to the boy and claimed the sandals as his own. He said to the boy that his name was Hari and that he was the son of Ka, that's Kanuba, and showed him his lace bordered turban. The boy was satisfied and returned the sandals to him. Hari Kanoba wondered in his mind that his lace bordered turban was visible to all and Baba might have seen it. How could he know that his name was Hari and that he was the son of Kanoba? as this was his first trip to Shirdi. He came there with the sole object of testing Baba and with no other motive. He came to know by this incident that Baba was a great Satpurush. He got what he wanted and returned home well pleased. Somadev Swami Now, hear the story of another man who came to try Baba. Baiji, brother of Kaka Sahib Dikshit, was staying at Nagpur. When he had gone to the Himalayas in 1906, he made an acquaintance with one Somadeva Swami of Haradwar at Uttarkashi down the Gangotri Valley. Both took down each other's names in their diaries. Five years later, Somadev Swami came to Nagpur and was Baiji's guest. There, he was pleased to hear the Leelas of Baba and a strong desire arose in his mind to go to Shiradi and see him. He got a letter of introduction from Baiji and left for Shirdi. After passing Manmad and Kopagan, he took a tonga and drove to Shirdi. As he came near Shirdi, he saw two flags floating high over the masjid in Shirdi. Generally, we find different behavior, different mode of living and different outward paraphernalia with the different saints. But these outward signs should never be our standards to judge the worth of a saint. But with Somadev Swami, it was different. As soon as he saw the flags flying, he thought, why should a saint take a liking for the flags? Does this denote sainthood? It implies the saint's hankering after fame. Thinking thus, he wished to cancel his Shirdi trip and said to his fellow travellers that he would go back. They said to him, then why did you come so far? If your mind became restless by the mere sight of the flags, how much more agitated would you be on seeing the Rath, Palanquin, the horse and all other paraphernalia in Shirdi? The Swami got more confounded and said, Not sadhu with horses, palanquins and tom-toms have I seen, and it is better for me to return than visit such a sadhu. After saying this, he started to return. The fellow travellers, pressed him not to do so, but to proceed. They asked him to stop his inconsistent way of thinking and told him that the sadhu, that is Baba, did not care a bit for the flags and other paraphernalia, nor for the name. It was the people, his devotees, who kept up all this paraphernalia out of love and devotion to him. Finally, he was persuaded to continue his journey, go to Shiradi and see Baba. When he went and saw Baba from Kotyan, he melted inside. His eyes were full of tears. 
his throat was choked and all his evil and crooked thoughts vanished he remembered his guru saying that that is our abode and place of rest where the mind is most pleased and settled he wished to roll himself in the dust of baba's feet and when he approached baba the latter got wild and cried aloud let all our humbug be with us you go back to your home beware if you come back to this masjid again why take the darshan of one who flies a flag over his masjid is this a sign of sainthood remain here not a moment the swami was taken aback by surprise he realized that baba read his heart and spoke it out how omniscient he was he knew that he was least intelligent and that baba was noble and pure he saw baba embracing somebody touching someone with his hand comforting others staring kindly at some laughing at others giving udi prasad to some and thus pleasing and satisfying all why should he alone be dealt so harshly after thinking seriously he came to realize that baba's conduct responded exactly to his inner thought and that he should take a lesson from this and improve and that baba's wrath was a blessing in disguise it is needless to say that later on his faith in baba was confirmed and he became a staunch devotee of baba nana sahib chandorkar hemant ban concludes this chapter with the story of nana sahib chandorkar nana sahib was once sitting in the masjid with mal sapati and others a mohammedan gentleman from bijapur came with his family to see baba on seeing wheel ladies with him nana sahib wanted to go away but baba prevented him from doing so the ladies came and took the darshan of baba when one of the ladies removed her wheel for saluting baba's feet nana sahib who had a glance of her face was so much smitten with her beauty that he wished to see her face again knowing nana's restlessness of mind baba spoke to him after the lady had left the place nana why are you getting agitated in vain let the senses do their allotted work or duty we should not meddle with their work god had created this beautiful world and it is our duty to appreciate its beauty the mind will get steady and calm slowly and gradually when the front door was open why go by the back one when the heart is pure there is no difficulty whatsoever why should one be afraid of anyone if there be no evil thought in us the eyes may do their work why should you feel shy and torturing shama was there and he could not follow the meaning of what baba said so he asked nana about this on their way home nana told him that that his restlessness at the sight of the beautiful lady how baba knew it and advised him about it nana explained baba's meaning as follows that our mind is fickle by nature it should not be allowed to get wild the senses may get restless the body however should be held in check and not allowed to be impatient senses run after objects of desire but we should not follow them and crave for them by slow and gradual practice restlessness can be conquered 
we should not be swayed by the senses though they cannot be completely controlled we should curb them rightly and properly according to the need of the occasion beauty is the subject of sight we may fearlessly look at the beauty of objects there is no room for shyness or fear only we should never entertain evil thoughts making the mind desireless observe god's works of beauty in this way the senses will be easily and naturally controlled and even in enjoying objects you will be reminded of god if the outer senses are not held in check and if the mind be allowed to run after objects and be attached to them our cycle of births and deaths will not come to an end with the discrimination as a charioter we will control the mind and shall not allow the senses to go astray with such a charioter we reach the vishnu pada the final abode our real home from where there is no return bow to shri sai peace be to all